You're listening to a Malu Entertainment Original Podcast. Hey guys, and on today's session, I am truly honoured to have the beautiful Raywin Dark Angel. Raywin is a star in their own right. They are a disabled can performer and dominatrix. And they have a wicked, wicked sense of humour and love to get political. So why not sit back, relax and get ready for a very thought-breaking session that will open your eyes on disability and sexuality and so much more. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. Today I'm truly honoured to have my twin, Raven Dark Angel. They're amazing and they're artists and performer in their own right with cerebral palsy. So how are you? Thank you for joining us. I'm very well, the pleasure's mine. How would you describe yourself? Rare. Rare? Rare. Like a good colour meat. Or tofu. Tofu. (laughs) Yeah. You're well done, tofu. Yeah. Do you want to tell us a bit about your background and how you got into the adult industry? Well, I was 18 and I showed up at a bondage club in the city and the dungeon mistress let me spank her subby. (laughs) Nice. I won't reveal my age, but let's just say I'm a veteran. I remember there was a glamour shot of you and it um, said that you worked in the dungeon and I was like, that is so cool. So what, what was your decision? What made you get into the industry? What, what made you decide that this is what you wanted to do? I had a able-bodied friend who worked at that dungeon and she just said, you look like you could help people consensually. And then I met her boss and went from there. The clients I did have enjoyed my direction. Yeah, I've seen you in action. You're pretty fierce. You're pretty fierce. (laughs) Thank you. Do you have like a favorite client story that you want to share? On that same night, back when I met a trans woman and we had a good time for an hour and then about 10 years ago, I saw her in the tiny lift 
that you like a tower. Oh, yeah. She remembered me <laughs> and she tried to curse me in the week. Love it. But if you've ever been there, it only takes 18 seconds. <laughs> so she didn't have very long to do that. No, so it didn't work out, but obviously I left a mental impression. <laughs> Did you get a phone number at the end of that? Um, <laughs> we email every now and <laughs> that's cool um so do you think your disability gives you an advantage in the industry do you think at times definitely because i'm a power chain user is black with red dream and oh yeah Clients say the dominant in the metal is a strong image. I like it. I like it. Metal mixtress. <laughs> yes, I like it. You should change your nickname to, to Metal Mix. I like it. <laughs> yeah. So it gives you know. more confidence than what you normally would have in your personal life. Yes, it helps too because I feel more confident in being the boss of my personal care. Yeah, that's how I feel as well. I totally agree with you. I think it, it gives us some independence back that we wouldn't normally have. So it gives us control yes. over part of our and, life. And um, if you need to rely on people, then know the boundaries. So I, do you feel like there should be more sex worker friendly within the disability, workers within the disability field? So that you're able to be yourself. Yeah. 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 Either as a client or as a provider or yeah. just with sexuality in general. So you think there should be more training and awareness for workers so there can be less judgment put across to clients? Yes, and not training, just or awareness, mostly. relax, mate. Yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah. has their own thing they like to do as yeah. adults. But they can be really kinky in the bedroom, and we don't have to know about it. But yeah, they, they have to know what we do. So, yeah. I see where you're coming from. Yeah, totally. You don't have the luxury of privacy. I think of the disability and sexuality. Some of the stuff that you've already worked on that you're proud of. 
in regards to that? Oh, well, let me see. If I go <laughs> all the way back, there was an article for BBC Out, the disability section of the BBC website. Wow. An interview on Triple J hack oh, yeah. in the early 2000s, yeah. where it was a new section of Triple J. And then most recently, I contributed to research into sex toys for people with disabilities and also contributed to a book by the makers of those toys. That's cool. It sounds really exciting. So do you know when the toys are going to be released or anything like that? They said early next year. Oh, that's all right. So we don't have long to wait before we can all come before we go, you know? <laughs> They're hands-free with a chin control. So yeah, when you just can grab it anytime you want to. Yeah. And it's Bendy, so you could sit in your chair all way down. Nice. So, it, yeah. I, yeah, I was trying, when you first told me about it, I was trying to actually work out the dynamics of how it was, would look in my head. So, I actually have to see it when it comes out to try and work it out. But, yeah, you can yeah. just pop, pop it in and use it all day if you wanted to, I would imagine. That's why I'd be doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knows. The website is that handy at h a n d i dot co. Taking pre-orders for the book right now. So, so. what's the, what's the book sort of entail? Fifty people with disabilities all around the world talking about their experiences. And there's drawings by an artist. That's funny. That was my next question. Is there pictures? Because I want to know if there's pictures. I, I want to look at the pictures. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good. There's people. Uh, that was really fun, and I hope to be asked to do things in the future. 
You know all about getting out there with your films and stuff. I do, but you've got your own little section going on. You've got your own little, you know, mark you want to make. So I'm not going to rate yeah. on that. Absolutely not. <laughs> you've got your own talents that I can't match up to and I'm not going to even try. <laughs> so, Thank you for saying that. That's lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Next question is now I've been lucky enough to see some of your spoken word performances and they're pretty they're pretty touching and amazing. So when did you do your first one and do you remember what it was? Oh Probably two thousand and thirteen. And it was about meeting a nice guy in a bath and discovering he was submissive. Nice and taking him home and having <laughs> Um, fun. So did that actually happen or was it was it just made up? Or you don't want to did that really happen we met at that same bondage club. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yes. And yeah. the audience I think they were both shocked and old. They yeah. didn't expect such a story to be told. It's, it's very funny when, because I've done workshops with women, and it's very funny to watch people's faces as we start talking and conversing with each other and what comes out of our mouth. And people, even in like, I think the last one we did was 2000. 18, 19, maybe, I can't remember, but I just remember seeing people's faces and they were like, didn't expect that, even though they were at an expo to do with sexuality, they were kind of, a lot of them were still shocked. And so hopefully, you know, as time goes on, that will change. But yeah. Sexuality and disability. Mm. Yeah. I think they the talks from service providers who yeah. were able-bodied. Yeah, who think they know what they're talking about, which they probably do, but we, we, you and I have the first-hand experience, and I don't think they were expecting people to speak with first-hand experience because we wouldn't have first-hand experience. Well, that's the stereotype anyway that we wouldn't have a sex life and, and all that kind of stuff. So it's very interesting to watch people's facial expressions change as such as, as the conversation gets more blue, if you like. Because when we're talking, yeah. I tend, yeah, when I'm talking to you, I tend to feed off you and it ends up being verbal porn, which is quite fun. And um, people get shocked the further we go. So it's, it's yeah, it's fun. Well, He's okay at first, but then it's gotta be 
acceptance yes. and worship in my yes. opinion they could learn a lot if they drop the shock yes if they put the shock aside and had an open mind and just let that do, you know explore or expand then they'd actually sort of learn a lot more without letting the shock factor get in the way. Exactly. The future's bright, I think. Yeah, I think we should just, actually, this is my, we should start our own podcast together. What do you reckon? That would scare a few people. That would be good. We should do that. I don't know, this could be a start of something. Yeah, totally, totally. So, next question was, are there any statements that you wanted to make while you're in the industry that um, either you have or you haven't done yet? So, if there's any, like, changes of perception that you wanted to create as part of your um, journey within the industry, and what have you done or what haven't you done that you want to do? If that, that was a... A mishmash question, but hopefully you can answer it at some point. <laughs> I think the people who already know just need a few reminders not to stop talking about us and that's okay. And the people who don't well, I just want to come out there and show them that I'm not just a client. Yeah. I can provide a service For sure. that matches other people. And yeah. some have said, I do it better. But I think you do too. <laughs> I have a other perspective. And yeah. I don't look like everybody else. You don't have to compete because totally. you offer something unique that people come and check out <laughs> yeah and I, I know when I've, I've spoken to brothel managers and tried to get a job at brothels you know they said to me oh no we don't care to that to that clientele and I said to them what kind of clientele do you think I cater to because everyone caters to anybody so I don't yes, know. How, yeah. exactly. mm. <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking. Whether I just fuck other people with disabilities and that would be it. But there's so many able-bodied people with disability fetishes, as I'm sure you'll have the utmost experience in more than I would. Um, yeah, so I'm not exactly sure what that perspective is, but it's false. But you know, when I talk to clients. Old or new, they always say 
Um, we like you. That's good. That's I good. never mentioned that my ability to voice unless it's part of the scene or the performance. Yeah. You know that they're a genuine client when they say, we have to like you for you and we don't notice the apparatus that you're sitting in or that's surrounding you because that's not what we're here for. So that's really good if you've got many clients like that. That's, that's great. Sometimes I like to make a part of things. Yeah. Like I make it. Another point of desire. I call mine the love seat. When I go put it in, <laughs> my car, I go. Do you want to? Do you want to join the love seat? You know, not many people can recline back like us and go hop on. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also very useful. Do you want to tell me in what ways it's useful? Are you, I like are you giving away your secrets? <laughs> I like the book on people and connect <laughs> to the Nice. And then you've got a man puppy just walking along. <laughs> I love it. I think I'm pretty boring compared to you now. I've heard that. So I think I'd better get some tips off you. <laughs> that sounds awesome. <laughs> I just have very active imagination. You are small because I wasn't only child, so okay. I created my own world to live in. Yeah. And as an adult, it got kinky. <laughs> I, reckon, I reckon it was just when you turned 18 or possibly even before. I think you came out of the womb kinky, to be quite honest. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Um, what term for disability do you prefer? Slight disabled because I feel that I'm only disabled by society's attitude. Right. And one day I won't have to use the term uh, Oh, that's so good. I heard a colleague of ours say it and describe it. It was called the social form of disability or something like that. I don't know the exact term, but... The you know social model. Social yes. model. I knew it was social something. There we go. The, the world has to conform to you and your abilities rather than you having to conform to it. Yes. Does that make sense? Adaptation and accessibility. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I know my body is different, but 
is if I have assistance, mm-hmm. it's not disabled. Well, the around me has to adapt. Yeah, society has to adapt to you. Yes, yeah. Yeah. and it fits my dominant nature also. Yes. Absolutely, I agree with that. I demand ramps. I'm not asking for them. <laughs> yes, exactly. We shouldn't need to ask for ramps and go, excuse yeah. me, is there a ramp available? There should already be one there. Yeah. And I remember a friend of your, I think, well, I think she was a friend of yours, but I'm going to say she was because she was bloody awesome. She would say, you know, if God existed, there wouldn't be a stairway to heaven. (laughs) Yeah, I I remember that. that. Yeah, the gorgeous Stella, who we love, who sadly passed away years back, Stella. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, The world needs to conform to us and others with different abilities rather. We're talking about age care. And I'm like, <laughs> if you put a ramp down, mm. it benefits parents, exactly. it benefits elderly, and it helps us. Well, anyone, if, yeah, and if, even if you've broken your ankle or broken your leg and you're in a wheelchair, it benefits you, you know. You don't necessarily have to have a disability to have it to be beneficial. Exactly. Yeah. It takes five minutes of thinking. Yeah. Now we're going on to, I know, which one will be your favourite question of all time. Favourite drink. Because this is uh, a, this is a margarita session, so this is why we're we're including the favorite drink questions. So. Oh, okay. If we were getting off a Coke, no ice, yes, or absinthe shots, a gin shot. I've never had gin. Can you believe that? Never no. had gin. Absinthe, the green fairy. Oh, so does it make you fly after you had a couple? Oh, it makes <laughs> you hallucinate. Is that why it's if called green fairy? Good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So that <laughs> that was back in your rocker days, and then you you were. I've seen a few pictures of you rocking out, so you've had a few green fairies then. <laughs> That's the Jack and Coke. Absinthe is for drag shows. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Where can people find you if they want to? Uh-uh. Let me think about that. All right, we've got time. It's all good. <laughs> A link somewhere. We can put a link out there. Yeah, I'll put a link out there for sure. And you've got to I have to make everything difficult, don't I? Yes, that's all right. I I, I will do that for you because otherwise you'll come and, you know, hit me with your stick 
and I will have bruises if I do not do what I'm told. So good bruises. That can be arranged yeah. for performance, maybe. <laughs> yes. I've already warned my producer that that may happen, so there we go. They are fully aware. I guess I just want to say don't judge people by how they look on the outside. Get to know them. And I like to be called a dream fulfillment. Oh, I like that. So, yeah, any listeners out there who need a void filled, your dream would be to go to Raywin, I think, and have your eyes opened a little bit further. I have many pleasure devices to use. So, Whatever you can think of. Why does that, that not surprise me at all? It's a suitcase. <laughs> a red suitcase under the bed. <laughs> and then, then when it opens, it has sparkles of glitter coming out of it. I yes, like it And a pink <laughs> cloud. You know, and then beyond that is all the toys and the the restraints and everything else. I like it. Be surprised what simple household items can turn into. (laughs) I think our listeners will be quite surprised, but I think knowing you for so long, and having slightly stalked you when I first started, nothing surprises me that comes out of your mouth now. So, so but I always learn from you, which is, is the best thing ever for me. <laughs> Thank you for your praise, but I think you should look closer to home because you're pretty awesome yourself oh well I think we I think you know what it is I think we learn from each other and I I constantly find that I learn from people but I certainly learn from you and um yeah so it's been really helpful for me so thank you for that never stop questioning oh you know me I I question everybody think (laughs) there's never a Stupid question. No, I agree. I, yeah. The only stupid thing is when you don't ask a good question and you go ahead and do something and you do it wrong because you haven't asked a question or you assume someone, especially when it comes to disability, you assume that they're unable to do something or they may not be cognitive. You know, that's that's the most stupid thing you could do and you end up making yourself look stupid. I just have a final word. Go you can have a fun you can talk for as long as you want, babe. That is don't assume anything. Mm. Ask questions but assumptions often fall short of the real situation. 
<laughs> completely, no, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I think that's really powerful for everyone to know is that don't assume anything of anybody, regardless of disability or not, you should never assume anything of anybody unless they've proven Just otherwise. Off. And the answer will come. Totally. And, you know, Raylan might come as well. I'll come. We'll all come together. As long as you ask, we'll come. That's a perfect world. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll just, that's what we do. We just come all the time. Um, yes, come with us. <laughs> Group sessions. Yes, yes. Well, after COVID, when COVID's done, I'm sure swinging parties will be back in vogue, but not so much right now. So let's all not just come in. Maybe, maybe we could all come remotely together. <laughs> huge. Yes, well, yes. I know of a few devices that can facilitate Yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I know the devices you're talking about and I think someone should come, maybe, maybe you should come up with a night where conferencing program where we all just have a massive orgy and control each other. I, I think that, you know, that should be a thing and it's COVID safe, you know? I, yes. That's an amazing idea. Because you know when person-to-person activities will happen. (laughs) They will happen at some point. And I haven't seen you perform yet, and I'm hanging out for that. So I'm waiting to see what your little community is so far, and I'm sure it will grow. I'm I'm looking forward to watching that grow. I'm thankful for this opportunity. You're welcome, and you can come back anytime. I congratulate you, and I hope it goes well. Well, it will, because you'll come back and you'll do a round two. As you know, I'm moving home soon. We don't want to tell the people where you are, so we're just going to leave it at that. (laughs) How does it come to my place? Yes, and we'll be able to we'll be able to come up with shenanigans. I couldn't even say that word. Shenanigans <laughs> at some point, and so there'll be some interesting content coming out. I have a feeling. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yep, absolutely. Well, it's been so lovely to chat with you. But guys, thank you for joining us today, and we'll see you next time. You can check out Raven and all the amazing work that they do by following them on Instagram and also checking out their live shows on Shadowbait. All the links are included in the episode description. Thanks for joining us today, guys. And I look forward to bringing you the next Margarita Sessions.